Press play. Curtain up an hour in. It's time to take a spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got an on the option? No, oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life in, in New, New York, York City. City. I'm Connor. And I'm Dylan. And here we are. Here we are. Okay, wait. So I was. we were talking about this earlier today. Demi Lovato, mm. who it was announced she will be performing at the Grammy Awards. Okay. Which this is recorded before the Grammys. I don't know when this is going to air, but I guess we'll find out soon. Yeah, um, You know, what she'll be doing. But this is, of course, her first musical performance since I, I believe she had an overdose in 2018 which okay. is so sad we love Demi we, Demi's one of our queens but I'm honestly shaking thinking about what she might be doing at the Grammys because I don't think it'll be I think it'll be a new song I think it'll be a ballad you don't think it'll be like the in memoriam section or something like that? no I think she's gonna do like a new okay, performance work. I know who we love we do we especially love her self-titled album Demi yes we mm-hmm. do um I think that her new album, which is rumored to be coming in the first half of 2020, will kind of be about the last year and a half of her life with all of her struggles. I think she's just so real, you know? Everything beyond that YouTube documentary oh my that God. was out there. Did you see the documentary? Oh, my God. God. Oh, my God. Iconic. Wait, what was it called again? I don't know, but it was like sponsored. Simply Complicated. Simply Complicated. Simply Complicated. It was crazy. <laughs> it was really raw. It was way more raw than Gaga's Five Foot Two. Which Honestly, was good. Was. Which was also good. Yeah. But, um... The best part is when she's singing the runs to You Don't Do It For Me Anymore. Yeah. And she keeps having to do them over and over again to make sure the vibrato is consistent. Yeah. That's like such a quote. She's like, I just want to make sure the vibrato is consistent. Like, I a love legend. her. A legend. She's a legend. Um, we support her. We wish her all the best. And I can't wait to see what she does. Wait, at the end of that documentary, though, when they sort of choose to end it with a montage of fans yes. singing Stone Cold. A troubling <laughs> choice. I know it's so. But the weird. choice was made, and they had to stick to it. Yeah, but I think that she is going to release a new ballad. I think at the Grammys. I'm a ballad queen, also, so I want that. Wait, I know I'm the only person who still watches <clears throat> Will and Grace. Um, <laughs> not the only. Not the only. There might be more. Yeah, I mean, this isn't a spoiler. Maybe this is a spoiler for the current season, but she's on it. Demi's acting again. I love to see and it. And she's supernatural. I I was like watching her on it, and I was like, you know what? I she has been doing this for so long. What's her role? She mild spoiler. Okay. But she plays Will. Will chooses that he says that he wants to have a kid. So she's going to be like his surrogate. Okay. Mom and she plays a cam girl. Modern. Very modern. Oh my god, it's very cat from you. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Um, that's so in right now, I guess. Cam girls. We support. We support. <laughs> Absolutely. But, um, yeah, and she's so good because I was thinking like she was on all these Disney shows mm-hmm. and she's she's good. She was also on Glee. She was on. Glee. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I cannot remember what her character's name was, but I feel like it was Danielle. <laughs> Did it seem like a Danielle? Well, she's Demi Danielle. She worked at like an Ellen Stardust type yeah. scenario, and she dated um, Santana mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah, that was like later New York season. Yeah, I don't know who all listens watched know. that far, but Demi is a queen, and you know who else is a queen? Oh, shall I tell the crowd? I think it's to inform the crowd and roll the credits. Yes, here we go. Our guest today is a Tony-nominated actress and a true Broadway legacy, having been backstage in the great white way since she was a little kid. After making her legendary Broadway debut as Marta Bessel in Spring Awakening as a teenager, she's gone on to play Alphaba in Wicked on Tour. In Australia, and right here on Broadway, fans will also recognize her from the recent revival of Tick, Tick, Boom, and also the Three Penny Opera, 
Sundown Yellow Moon at Second Stage, just before bringing the iconic role of Sandy Cheeks to life in the celebrated Gone Too Soon. Absolutely, uh-huh. Gone Too Soon. SpongeBob SquarePants, the Broadway musical. She was most recently nominated for a Tony Award, yes, God, for her comedic and stunning portrayal of Julie Nichols uh. in Tootsie and is soon to be seen in the Encore's production of Mac and Mabel. Please welcome to drama, Lily, Lily Cooper. Yes, y'all. You really got like all of my credits. <laughs> we, we, did that, we did the research. We you really dug went deep. In. Did we miss anything? One. No, I don't think so. No? We Those skipped the part the where ones. you like left the industry for a minute. Yeah. And went to college. Yeah, I went to college. I like, I stepped away Ooh. for four years. Was that like a hard decision to make? No, I knew I always wanted to go to school. Okay. It was right after Spring Awakening, which was a jarring shift, obviously. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, I wanted to t- just take a little break. It was pretty extreme for a you know a sixteen year old to be in a Broadway show and do high school at the same time. So I right. wanted to be like, I'm going to go upstate and study things. You went to oh was it Vassar? Vassar, right. okay. Oh my Vassar. god. Mm-hmm. And okay, so yeah. Spring Awakening, you know, we've it's much documented on this podcast how much we love it. <laughs> and yeah, we had on Krista Rodriguez, Krista and Matt Doyle. Matt Doyle. Mark. And so yeah. we've heard a lot about like the antics of what Matt called Eugene O'Neill High and everything. But yeah. Um, so it was such a hit, and then you go to college. Were, were your classmates fans of Spring Yeah, Awakening? you know, it was very, it was really strange. <laughs> like, I remember there were, so like, every dorm sort of had, we, some dorms had like themes, and there was one, because you had, you know, a TA or, or whatever who was a year above you, who was your like guide, uh-huh. and they would sometimes theme your halls. And in one of the other dorms that I didn't live in, thankfully, it was Broadway themed. Mm. And there was like one dorm that like had all this like Spring Awakening paraphernalia up. And I was like, it was so strange because I guess there was some sort of like faux, somewhat celebrity concept of me. Sure. But I didn't really want to accentuate that. Um, I wasn't even studying theater in school. So I think it was this sort of unspoken thing for a lot of people. And like, I didn't really want to like talk about it because I just wanted to be like a normal kid. Uh, So yeah, there were weird moments. Oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. What did you study? I studied film. Ooh, cool. Yeah, film production, like behind the scenes. That's really neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I studied screenwriting. I wrote a screenplay for my (gasps) senior thesis. Oh. I studied abroad in Prague for a year. Oh, my goodness. Which was the coolest thing ever. So you really did get to have like the college experience. I did, yeah. Fully. Because didn't you also go to LaGuardia High School? I did. I went to LaGuardia High School. Yeah, the fame high school. Okay. So that was like more of a conservatory style. So I didn't want to go to a conservatory for college. Yeah, okay. Because I'd sort of already gotten a taste of that. Um... And yeah, I wanted to go to like a liberal arts school where I could sort of take any class that I wanted. That's so cool. Yeah, it was cool. I respect that you like, were like, yeah, I made my Broadway debut and now I'm going to get a degree. And yeah. Everything. That's really cool. I yeah. Remy Zakin and I did the same thing. We both oh. left Spring Awakening at the same time. She went to Columbia. I went to Vassar. And we were like, let's go be collegiate. And, you know, then we came back to the city and... Here we are. What back, was back, the, back, yeah, yeah. So, what, yeah, what was the first thing you did right when you got back? Uh, you know, fun story. The first thing I did was a fringe show oh. called Independence. Um, that's the name of our. That's hometown. the name of our hometown. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> um, Shout out! It was. It's independent, plural, like TS. Oh. Uh, about a bunch of kids on a boat. It was awesome. It was a really cool, fun experience. But I did it with Ethan Slater because <gasps> Ethan and I actually went to college together. Oh, so yes. Ethan and I have been in three shows together: a play in high, a play in college. We did a friend show together, and then we did uh, SpongeBob. Oh my so god! We have a lot of history. I love you him. Do. I love that. Oh, yeah, he's no, amazing. It's really cool. Yeah. He. I feel like he came out of nowhere, and yeah. so that's like 
when you ended up in SpongeBob with him, yeah. was he always attached or were you always he attached? He had been attached from day one, I believe, from okay. like the first workshop. And then I knew about it when we were going to school together because he was doing it while he was, I think, a sophomore, junior or something. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. And um, I was a few years older than him. And then I, they did a lot of workshops before I was a part of it. Uh, but then when I got an audition, I was so excited because I got to audition with him in the room. So, and, you know. Oh, that's like, so bam. cool. Yeah. Oh, and he's just the best. Yeah, he's the best. I love him. He that. really is. Yeah, yeah. We're, I'm excited. He's doing assassins. I'm excited. I'm so proud of him. Oh, uh, I need to get tickets. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be like. Oh, it's going to be a big deal. My brother's doing it too. Oh, no way. <gasps> yeah, there hasn't been a press release yet, so okay. I'm not sure. As of recording this, there hasn't been a press release. <laughs> okay, okay. So. We can always edit this out. Double yeah. check. <laughs> we'll double check. By the time this gets released. And there's also, isn't Wesley Taylor doing it too? Yeah, Wesley There's Taylor's like some SpongeBob, yeah, SpongeBob connections along. there. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have so many questions about SpongeBob and lots of other things, but first I need to ask you a pivotal question. Yes. Are you well? Oh, I'm great. I love it. You seem I'm great. I'm really good. Yeah. I just closed a show, which is mm-hmm. always sad. Yeah. Uh, Tootsie closed again too soon, unfortunately. Yeah, I, know. I was really surprised. Yeah, kind of shocking. It's just like, I think it's just sort of the climate of Broadway nowadays. It's really hard to keep shows open. It's it super is. expensive. It's yeah. hard to get people to buy expensive tickets. You know, a lot of people say that maybe of... it's that theater. I know oh, it's what... gigantic. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's so... too big. It's too big. It's uh, so many people to fill in, in unless you're, you know, a big blockbuster hit it's hard to do that and so it was just financially not feasible for us to stay open and unfortunately we had to close and that was very sad it is sad we saw the first preview you did oh gosh we did did you come back Mm -hmm. after at all we did did not get the chance to come back we tried like during Tony's well I mean I'm sure it was great still first preview we loved it we laughed our asses hysterical so many things had changed obviously okay that's what happens in previews but I think it definitely got better over time yeah I feel like there was an onstage mishap oh very possible oh um yes Santino had there was something wasn't fully on like a part of the dress yeah, or a garment yeah, or something yeah. but um, John Arthur Green fixed it on stage oh it was, it was, <gasps> I think I it was like that. a magic moment of theater that was we've had yeah we've had a lot of mishaps and, yeah. yeah I mean really? it was a very technically complicated show <laughs> sure. surprisingly enough with costumes I loved like your apartment set like mm-hmm. that was like I wanted to like live there <laughs> me too like it was like truly like how did Julia <laughs> I was like that? I don't know how Julia afforded that she must have some family money because well, damn was, that was apartment booked. was sick she was booked she worked yeah she was booked and blessed. Yeah. She worked a lot. Yeah, for sure. We, I have to tell you, we are obsessed with your ballad from that show. Oh, thanks. There was John. That's my favorite song. It's so good. It's honestly my favorite song I think I've ever sung. It's oh my God. so honest and real and mm-hmm. it just feels like so close to home because it's about like the struggle of acting and what mm-hmm. you sacrifice in relationships and all those things and it just feels so honest and I loved um just stepping into that part and the way it fit in my voice and it just was really fun to sing so I loved it too so, so was it written by the time you got yeah it was board? totally written okay. before I was I joined so when you heard it for the first time what was like your reaction it was you know it's a very sort of um, it's not a very standard song Agreed. in the way it's written it it's very challenging like the range of it's really challenging the scansion of it's really challenging so I remember learning it and just being sort of flummoxed on how to sing it. Um, and so, you know, it took a lot of practice and singing it over and over and over again. Um, but once I sort of got the rhythm of it, it felt like it just was like, it fit like a glove for yeah. me. Yeah. It was honestly like, like the standout song Thanks. from when I saw the show. Oh, thank you so much. You know, I, yeah. I, we listen to it all the time. All yeah, the time. It it's so good. Yeah. It sort of feels like my anthem. Like I love it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, it's sad, but 
realistic. Yeah, and it's like honest. Yeah, yeah. David she's, she's pretty grown. Can write a tune. She's pretty grown. Julie's grown. David Yazbek can write a tune. That part of the end when and she's like, and now where's John? I think Portland, Maine, or maybe it's Oregon. Like that. Yeah, whole, yeah. Like it's just like oh, like it gets. Yeah. That's that true thing of like I you know. sing when you can't speak, and like she's. It's sort of oh my god. I I know people who haven't heard it need to listen now. Yeah, and, it's one of the most I think like truthful, honest, beautifully written songs mm-hmm. in the show. I think. Personally, oh, yeah. and you brought it to life in such a great way. Thank you. But you also brought to life the dark I know well. <gasps> wow, back in the day, way back in the sure day, did. as a young girl, as a as a wee lad, as yeah. a wee, yeah. I think I was fifteen the first time I sang it. Wow, mm-hmm. I'm, when I was fifteen, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's when we saw the show on Broadway. We like saw it on yeah, the we front row. We saw yeah. you like your final month. Oh wow! It was like Kyle oh, Riabko was, was in it. And right Blake before he Bashoff. went to the tour and Blake Bashoff, it was like Lee and John left. Blake Bashoff. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, these lane. are like memory lane, truly. I mean, like these are genuinely people I haven't seen since that show closed. Yeah. It's so wild. I've, we stay, a lot of us stay in touch. A lot of the original cast stays in touch too. Like Remy but, um, and... Yeah, I actually had dinner with Remy and Lauren and Phoebe just a few nights ago. Oh, oh I love that. I Wait, love isn't, that. doesn't Lauren go by a new stage name? Lolo. 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 Yeah. Which we discovered that was her stage name when we were watching... The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Oh, she, she had a song on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And we were like, God. wait, we know this voice. Yeah. She kind of has like that. Arr, arr, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? She has oh, such a specific beautiful. voice. It's amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you watch The Bachelor? No, but you know what I do watch? I watched Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, just yeah. Just recently, like this most recent season. So I don't know any of the people. Like, uh-huh. I don't have any emo- emotional connection to any yeah, of these people. Yeah. But I think that was what was so fun about just stepping into watching What Bachelor made you want to watch it? Because a lot of the other girls in, in Tootsie were watching it. And so we started watching it together like on Saturday in between shows mm-hmm. we'd like go into my dressing room and watch Bachelor in Paradise oh that's fun um, and it I think what I'm they, reality shows are definitely a guilty pleasure of mine like okay. I watch almost all of the housewives and I think that the reason <laughs> that I love it so much is because I just love watching crazy people in their like natural habitats yes. I think it's so entertaining to witness and I honestly think it's like almost a character study like I think there's a part of me like as an actor that looks at these shows and just Imagining what their lives are like, it's just fun. Oh, it's yeah. so fun. I'm trying to remember these. like some of the standouts from that this summer. I mean, there was the whole Demi storyline with yeah, which I girlfriend, which like was great. Good for you, Bachelor. Like putting mm-hmm. this, uh, you know. We Connor and I have talked about that. You would never see. A, a gay male couple on that kind of a show. No, I don't think so. No, you I would know. only see like sexy blonde mm-hmm. lesbian couples. Yes, uh-huh. exactly. Because like, y- yes, of course it was like progressive and wonderful, but it was also so unnecessary and random. I know, like, and they, they <laughs> broke, broke up. It broke oh, all the broke rules. They broke the show. Up. It broke all the rules in the show. So Demi like, should have left with yeah. her. Absolutely. Why did they stay around. there? It didn't it make any sense. Nonsense. <laughs> it was, and nonsense. they just kept giving roses to each other. Yes. Yeah. Like it just made no sense because the stakes were not high at all. No. I don't know if we want to stick around, but it's like, well, of course they're on the beach. Right. It doesn't. Of course, they want to stick around. Yeah, just on the beach, like drinking for free. Exactly. Yeah. Dean and Kaylin are still together. No way. Yeah, they're still together. Are they living in a truck somewhere? I, I believe so. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I completely. I'm like, who? But now wait, I remember. Wait, do you watch Vanderpump Rules? No, I can't stand those people. I, I was gonna say that's next level. That's watching people in their natural habitat. Truly. That is like what planet what, is this i know and it's almost like oh i'm sad at the state of our earth with, like <laughs> humans that are this gross it's wild i think yeah i don't know i think because they're like just so like money fame hungry i like, can't mm-hmm. stand it yeah and now they're at a point where because the show is like they were supposed to be working in this restaurant and yeah, now yeah. one of them is at the restaurant <laughs> right and so now yeah. you're just watching why do you even call it vanderbilt it's I like know, completely unrelated to this yeah. woman and this restaurant yeah 
it's sort of what was that? Sh- what was it? The Hills. The Hills. It's that's very, sort of very OG. Hills. Yes. The Hills. Wow. Yeah. Right. Lauren Conrad. Yes. What a throwback. Because mm-hmm. that was the first sort of reality show of these. I don't know. Twenty somethings where you're like, why do I care about these people? Yeah. Yeah. They're just sort of wealthy people Wait, in LA for no reason. How the girls from the Hills hosted Legally Blonde. The musical live on MTV. <laughs> Whoa! They That's hosted weird. this special for it. Like, yeah, when it I aired. remember when it when it filmed when mm-hmm. it was was that when the same aired, season as Spring Awakening and Legally Blonde? No, I want to say Legally Blonde was a little bit after Spring okay. Awakening. Okay, but I could be wrong. I actually never saw it, which yeah, makes sense because yeah. I could have been yeah. away at school. Oh, true. That's probably right. Yeah. Oh my god. That's sort of how I. That's so funny time. to think about. Like, you, <laughs> yeah. did you have you seen been able to see anything in the last year? I've seen quite a few things. I saw. Uh, Ain't you proud? Oh, yes. Ugh, which I adored. Everybody so in that good. show is remarkable. You're great. I saw Beetlejuice, <gasps> yes. which is fun, um, really fun. Leslie Kristner Leslie Kristner. is everything. She truly is I everything. Um, yeah, what a standout performance! Truly, she was phenomenal. I thought she was, was going to so be funny. nominated up against you too. as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was a surprise. Yeah, the nominations were nominations were interesting this year because yeah. we had a lot of double show nominations. Yes. Um, and categories were were interesting too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the both of the featured categories. Uh huh. Because there was a couple extra Ain't Too Proud guys mm-hmm. in there, and, and everyone was deserving. That's I the know. thing. That's the thing. It's just it sort of depends on what what other shows you're up against that right. year. Right. Yeah. So yeah, can we talk about the experience of being nominated for a Tony? Absolutely. Sure. Ah. Because your father, I will Chuck never stop Cooper. talking about it because it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, and, and that you've got that forever. <sighs> you know. No, they can't take it away from me. They, they can't be like, you mm-hmm. are revoked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can't right. do that. I will forever be a Tony nominee, which is so you're, cool. Because your dad is a Tony winner. He's a Tony winner. I'm a Tony loser. He's <laughs> a Tony winner. <laughs> so you, which okay, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with being a Tony loser. There's only so many of those. Being a Tony loser is way better than being a Tony nothing. Yeah, honestly. And that makes me happy. Yeah, yeah, honestly, because so when you you were a little kid when he yeah I was seven years old when okay. he won his Tony, for, and for the I life, knew right? for the life I definitely knew like how big that was. Mm-hmm. I knew how big of a deal that was when I was seven because I you know I grew up backstage all the time. Yeah, my dad has been in sixteen Broadway shows or something crazy. Oh wow. Um, so the Tonys were always something that you know I looked up to and wanted and aspired to. So this was a it came as a big surprise. I was not expecting okay. it, and I think particularly because so the category thing is really interesting. The way that the way that it works is if you're not above the title, you have to be determined whether or not you're in the lead category. Okay, uh-huh. and for the most part, above the title is sort of like an old like it happens now, but it's sort of an older tradition. It doesn't really happen for people like that are Patty like, Lupone. Yeah, Patty would be above mm-hmm. the title. Like Kelly O'Hara would be above the title. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't determined to be a lead in the show. And I thought that maybe that sort of took me the, out of the pool because okay. I knew Sarah would get nominated. I mean, she's she brilliant and flawless. And has that, exactly. And, like yeah. she was just so deserving of it. And I didn't think it was possible for me to also. So I really sort of put it aside and okay. was like, all right, this isn't going to happen this year. It's okay. I, I wasn't really expecting it. And so I completely slept through the broadcast that morning. <laughs> I set my alarm for after. Okay. And um, I remember rolling 
over and like waking up and realizing that it was probably after the time of the mm-hmm. broadcast and like I didn't have any texts or phone calls or anything that would have woken me up. Okay. So I was like, okay, yeah, it didn't, it obviously didn't happen and I prepared myself for it. And then I rolled over and looked at my phone and realized that my phone was on silent <gasps> and I had like 90 text messages. Oh, sure. yeah. oh probably God. just tripled throughout yeah. the day too. So imagine rolling over and looking at your phone and just being like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> I don't think I would be getting this many condolence text right. messages. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's tricky. So, yeah. My mom calls and she was the first one to tell me, which was really great. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's so special. Mm -hmm. It was my the funny thing was my boyfriend was in was on the West Coast. Okay, and so it was 5 a.m. for him. And God, he's the sweetest. He woke up at five in the morning, set his alarm for five in the morning to watch the broadcast. And so he watched it happen. Like streaming online. Yeah, streaming online, like streaming on his phone. He was like crashing with friends. So he was like under the covers, like quiet watching. And he called me 12 times or something, but I never woke up because my phone was on silent. (laughs) Oh, how cute Uh, But I just thought it was like the cutest thing ever. That's better than sitting there and waiting. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't imagine. And especially with being Cooper, like it'd be first or second. Which I never realized that it was alphabetical. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, yeah. So when my name was called, first it was yeah very shocking oh yeah. well you were very deserving i mean thank you so like, much i know for real so and at, thank you and your gown at the tone <laughs> yes, the, the whole look the hair everything thank about you. it thank Who, you like it was brilliant because you also went to the tonys obviously for spring awakening and for mm-hmm. spongebob and probably many yeah. other times throughout there i think those are the three times i've been to the Tonys. okay um and this is the first time that i really that i like got to walk the red carpet i got like a designer Aww. um you know to create not create a dress for me but it was really customized for me Zach Posen who was so awesome to work with and I just got this fierce amazing beautiful like navy Navy. blue mermaid Mm -hmm. thing that just was I felt like so special and one of my dear dear friends Rob did my hair and makeup and so we just sort of like hung out in my house and like kikied for several hours before the Tony's like did you have a performance that day no it was our day yeah yeah Oh my, because I mean, that would be yeah, exhausting luckily. And I wasn't in the Tony broadcast performance right. either. So I really just got to experience the whole Tony Awards oh, as a nominee, great. which I think was kind of the best way to go. Oh, I wasn't stressed amazing. out about like getting backstage and changing into my costume and yeah. blah, blah, blah. I would be stuff. so stressed if that exactly. was my scenario. Yeah, I know. Oh my God, I, I panic know. about time. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm yeah. such a Virgo though. So. And I was thinking about that though. Like I was like, I couldn't have done my fierce like mermaid mm-hmm. hair braid if I had to get into a wig okay. and then out of a wig, you know? So, oh, did you wear a wig in Tootsie? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I had a few wigs. We're obsessed with wigs. Really? <laughs> oh, we, we just think that they're just so glamorous and yeah, wild yeah. and, and fun. it's fun to watch. I don't are know. Fun. It's so fun. I think it's so fun. I don't know when, how old I was when I realized that if you're watching a movie, most of the time women are in wigs. Like, yeah. Or, I mean, especially on stage, but like Nicole yeah. Kidman is always wearing a wig. A lace front. True, true, a lace true. front wig. Lace you know, so wig. it's, I, I guess she always wears, She she's done this forever so that if they ever have to go back and do reshoots or anything like that, oh. she, it's easy to just slip back in. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I always thought that movies were less likely to be wearing wigs, mm-hmm. but I, know. Yeah. I guess she even wears wigs on red carpets and everything fierce i know i love it so much wigs should be normalized we should all be wearing wigs let's normalize wigs yes Yes. let's start a revolution Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um i think it's time to ask the question let's ask this question okay so we like to ask all of our guests i got nervous (laughs) about you know you mentioned you were seven years old when your dad wanted to tell me and so thinking all the way back to that time perhaps perhaps it's a different answer 
But yeah. we like to ask our guests about their ring of keys moment, which yes. is inspired by Fun Home when Allison, young Allison, sees a woman walk into this luncheonette and she realizes, oh my gosh, that's me. And we like to maybe compare that to a life in the arts. Yeah. If maybe you had a moment where you thought, you know what? That has to be in my life forever and ever. 100%. I've had so many of those moments, luckily, because I've just been so immersed in it from such a young age. Have you lived in New York your whole life? My whole life. I was born and raised in New York in Hell's Kitchen in Midtown. So like (laughs) Times Square was my backyard. Broadway was my backyard. Um, And my mom raised me on cast albums, raised me on jazz, on Ella Fitzgerald. And I I was just so, you know, I soaked it all in. and I will always and forever say that Audra is my number one, like mm-hmm. my my forever inspiration, my voice that I hear, you know, constantly, um, and that I have admired so much forever. Um, but I never got to see her live really until I was a little bit older. Okay. So you know, one thing that really pops into my mind is the. Brandy and Whitney Cinderella. Oh my. Legendary. Right? It's the first time we've talked Truly about it. Truly legendary. Here. Mm-hmm. And I think what was so unbelievable, especially at the time, I want to say maybe like 96, 97. Yeah. I don't know. That sounds right. The the multicultural family that mm-hmm. was represented in that show, the Asian son, the black mom, the white dad, the mm-hmm. the stepsisters, the stepsisters. Being like polar opposite. It was so sort of foreign to me like seeing sure. this I mean in my family I, I'm biracial my mom's white my dad's black I was I think my family was sort of the the outlier okay. you know not the norm necessarily and so being, being able to see this like multicultural family uh, in this film but in this classical uh, story and, and music and you know, represented in such a magical, fantastical way. It was so inspiring and so oh, yeah. memorable. I will watch that. I will watch that movie like all day, every day. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Forever. I had the VHS in like, you know, those VHS. I don't know if you guys are even old enough. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the covers that were like cushy. Those yes. covers, mm-hmm. you know? I had one of those. Um, I would always sing it. It was my first sort of exposure to Robert uh, Rogers and Hammerstein. Yes. And it, you know, it was just so iconic. That is such a good. And these two black iconic. women leads, mm-hmm. like, are you yes. kidding me? It was, it was incredible. Yeah. I believe Whitney was also a producer on that movie yeah. too, yeah, which yeah, yeah. so cool. Like, would oh my god, and that was um, the the we could probably edit this out because I'm forgetting it, but the guys who produced Smash and did a lot of the live musical. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil. Neil and Craig. Yes. They, <laughs> kind of like Craig Zayden and Neil yeah. They produced that as well. And Whitney was like instrumental in it even happening in the first place. So and cool. and mm-hmm. I think she also, this could be wrong, but I think she was instrumental in getting Brandy in it. Wow. She really thought of Brandy as this just incredible vocalist yeah. and knew the potential she had. And, you know, yeah. iconic. Them singing so Impossible. Good. Ah, impossible, <laughs> legendary. Bernadette, legendary. Bian Cox, legendary. Bian Cox, Victor yes. Garber, legendary. Like, are you kidding Whoopi. me? Whoopi, Whoopi, Whoopi. Yeah. Bernadette Peters was iconic. Jason Alexander. Oh yes. Oh, oh yes. That cast. That bring them that is, together. Oh, they should do a reunion. Oh yes, they that's, should. That's, with everything oh else that's god. like reviving or like yeah, coming back seriously. together, and do it in tribute of Whitney. Oh my god, it'd be so oh, good. It'd be so that'd good. Be incredible. Yeah. Oh, that's a great answer. That's my Cinderella. Isn't I know? Right there, you that go. Bernadette saying, "I fell in love with love." Isn't that not in? Cinderella? It's not her song. It's not her mm-hmm. song. Okay. Yeah. Traditionally, Traditionally, I don't think. Yeah, they inserted it. It was from a different Rogers and... I think it was actually from a Rogers and Hart. Yeah. Yeah, I believe. Actually, yeah, that's very true. I don't. 
Yeah, they inserted it. It was a different Rodgers and Hart song. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Rodgers and Hammerstein organization is sort of the umbrella of all of Rodgers. Okay. Material. And so I think they were able to get that. There was, um, they also had televised a Julie Andrews version of Cinderella way, way back in the day. Oh, wow. And I don't believe there's any recording of it or anything, but it like millions of people watched it it was oh, like cool. very of the time i, I just I think never oh, knew it would have been amazing to see julia oh, yeah. too but that would have been epic so you mentioned ella fitzgerald though uh-huh i can see like you know with all these bio musicals oh my god are you kidding and incredible. you have that you have jazz in your yeah. oh my goodness that would be I amazing think, like, it was such a vocal influence for me mm-hmm. like i really listened to it so much growing up that's so, so cool I think that, that really is part of my voice too so with your dad being a Broadway star, mm-hmm. would you go and see the show? Like, what was the first show you remember seeing? The first show I remember really is The Life, which is funny because I was six and seven when that happened, and the show is very dark. Yes. <laughs> it's about, you know, New York in the 80s, Times Square particularly, 42nd Street in the 80s, and about, uh, you know, women who live the life, which is, life. you know, um, prostitutes. Yeah. <laughs> Hookers, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like no six longer and really seven. the PC term, right? Yeah, sex, sex workers, work. mm-hmm. and you know it's actually I think a great story, and the music is amazing, and it should absolutely be revived, updated, and revived. Yeah. Um. Uh. My dad played a pimp, big old scary pimp, <laughs> who really beat the crap out of women. So it oh was so God. it was wild because I would walk out of the stage door with him after the show and people would be frightened of him. Mm. Yes. And my dad's just like a big old teddy bear. Like everybody loves Aww. him. Um, but he was obviously incredible in this part and was so scary <laughs> to people that they were actually scared of him um, outside of the theater, which I always thought was funny. And but Lilius White. Lilius, oh, Lilius White, who's like my second mama. She's oh, awesome. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love her. She, she's known, she's watched me grow up. She knew oh, me since yeah. I was six. Um, my, I think my favorite story from the life is that as like a little seven year old walking around backstage, all of the all of the hookers would teach me like stage combat. So they would teach me how to like fake hit my head against the wall and like fall oh, and like, like all of these ridiculous things for a seven year old to know. Yeah. Um, and I just loved it. I remember like looking up to these beautiful women who were all all different shapes and sizes, all different colors, mm-hmm. um, and just admiring it so much and and wanting to be in that world and um so i really got a head start oh, pretty early is that so cool. i didn't really perform back then but okay. i started out as a dancer uh but i always knew that that's what i wanted to do i love it that's mm-hmm. so special so then when so did you start taking classes or performing leading up to your time at laguardia high school yeah so i think my i think my transition to laguardia was actually actually came somewhat as a surprise to my parents because I was so incredibly shy as a kid and I didn't really like to perform or or, or speak publicly or sing um, where anybody could hear me. And so I, sure. I was a dancer and I, and I think I sort of like hid in the background as a dancer and um, I was never really the right body type for it. Uh, and so I... It, I loved it so much, but it wasn't something that I thought that I could really pursue um, professionally. And I remember in junior high, I think this is like my transformative moment in life in junior high, in seventh grade, I got really badly cyberbullied. Oh and my, no. I, um, it was my choice to transfer middle schools because it was just a terrible experience for me. Mm. And so I decided to transfer middle schools from a very academic 
rigorous academic school to professional performing arts school. Okay. Um, and so I went there for eighth grade. And when I told my parents, they were sort of surprised that I even wanted to do that. And so I went to eighth grade at PPAS and, you know, just sort of was around all of these people that were like me. And it was like, oh, I feel like this is home. I didn't know what this felt like to be Aww. around theater people. This Aww. is awesome. They're the best. Yeah. There really are the best. Sarah Highland and I were in school together. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was my moment of realization of like, oh, yeah, this is it. This fits. This works. And so my two older brothers went to LaGuardia. And so I decided to apply to LaGuardia. And I went to LaGuardia for high school. And that's really when I got, you know, full force thrown into yeah. the biz. So was it like in the morning you would do like your academic courses? Yeah. I think that's, I'm trying to remember fame. Yeah, I think that's how it works. So yeah. I think that's still how it works. So like the underclassmen, freshmen and sophomore would have um, your arts classes in the morning and then all your academics in the afternoon after lunch okay. and then vice versa for the upperclassmen. Oh. So yeah. Was it hard? It was. It was super hard. Yeah, yeah I can you, imagine. You had to, you, I mean... I don't know. It was hard, but it was also like, I remember, like, thinking back to high school, I loved high school. Like, not a lot of people loved their high school experience, but I truly loved it. Because we just got to have so much fun. And we were just, like, with our friends. And we were learning about the things that we loved. And academics were always important to me. um, And we luckily had great uh, opportunities for academics at LaGuardia. but it was really cool to be able to to do both. In my mind, I was like, "How could you go to school all day? Oh yeah, and not <laughs> Honestly, do fun I things? I know. How did we survive? How I did you survive? Know. How did I you do, do it? Not you just know. like took science all day. Yeah. Like I don't get it. Sometimes two periods in a row. Yeah, no, that's mm-hmm. the worst. That's or like terrible. a lab and everything. No, yeah, unacceptable. I'm thinking about you as like a 12, 13, 14 year old who mm-hmm. had the agency to be like, you know what? I'm being bullied. This yeah. is not what I want for myself. Right. Here's a change I can make. That's that's badass. Yeah, looking back, I'm like really proud of the decisions that I made and yeah. thinking like it, those were really life-changing moments in my life because if I hadn't gone to that school, I would never have gone to Spring Awakening. Hmm. I would never have yeah. gone to Vassar. Like it, the, all of these things that sort of lined up all because of the decision that I made as a 12-year-old to transfer schools because I was unhappy. Yeah. Um, and part of me, you know, is grateful that it happened because if it again if it hadn't I wouldn't have had these sort of transformative moments in my life so I thank those bitches <laughs> I know mean girls mean girls. All, mean girls and is a were, real thing so this was like probably like MySpace era and 100% that. okay MySpace wow. was toxic so it was actually pre-MySpace it was Zanga Do you oh yeah I remember Zanga, Zanga? Mm-hmm. yes Zanga where you could like sort of theme your, your pages yes. and there was this like fake page made about me and one of my friends oh my God. about how like we were lesbians and I was ghetto and like all of these things which oh were my. like insidiously very homophobic and racist yes and those it was so dark dark and and this is happening in new york city which is like viewed as like this like liberal mecca absolutely yeah yeah yeah. and it it was i knew it was such a toxic environment that i couldn't be around and so i remember being like i'm not going to tell anybody i'm transferring i'm just not going to show up next year and so i didn't drama Mm -hmm. that's drama talk about drama (laughs) disappearing act i knew i wanted to be like known as the girl who disappeared and then all of a sudden you like making your broadway debut a couple years later and they're like at the stage door literally a couple years later yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i know i was like that shows you where are you good for you for turning something so awful into something so Mm -hmm. powerful and like owning it and I'm, I think that people can learn from that. that if you're totally. in an unhappy situation, you, you have the agency to change it. Yes. The, yes, the agency and the power to change mm-hmm. it. 
I want to talk about SpongeBob. Okay. I love SpongeBob. Me too. We went and saw it twice. We saw Aww. it actually. My boyfriend, I think his mom got us a gift. The three of us went the Tuesday that you all got the Tony nominations came out. Oh my God. It was the most electric oh. I've had. I bet. And we were wild. like kind of like a little bit off to the side in the orchestra. So we were like right up close, kind of behind the guy who was doing all the, the, the Foley. It called? The Foley artist. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Talk about like immersive in a way, but like yeah. you slayed. Thanks. And like, cause you, you knew it's this like well-known entity. Yeah. 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 But like you reinvented Sandy and like Thanks. everyone reinvented these characters in the most powerful way. I mean, it was, oh my goodness. We like to go into yeah. a show cold too, like not oh, hearing well, any of the music or anything. Right. Yeah. That's the way to go. I think. Unbelievable. I think they nailed I it. it. It all has to do, I mean, it's obviously a collaboration with so many mm-hmm. people, but Tina Landau is just legendary and has a mind that you can't even grasp the scope that she can envision. It's mm-hmm. so magical. It's really amazing. And and I think a, one of the biggest skills that directors can have is putting the right people together. And I think that was one of the things that helped create the show was having this wackadoo group of kooks <laughs> in a room together creating just the weirdest things possible and that's what we did is like we were in rehearsal and we would you know make weird sounds and machine shapes and like run around it felt like we were just on a jungle gym with our friends Mm -hmm. creating doing like acting games um, from like college or something yeah she she you know is one of the founders creators of viewpoints which is Mm. what we use to create the show and it was so cool learning it from her she literally wrote the book on viewpoints viewpoints really Mm -hmm. my boyfriend talks about it all the time because he's an actor and he's college that that's a gag he's gonna love that Mm -hmm. oh my god so i mean first of all a lady director in the first place oh yeah so uh, she should have won the time oh my but um (laughs) well i can't wait to see what she does next but what is Mm -hmm. what is that experience like of having a woman director versus not in the room you know i've had i've had a few women directors and um i think that the female energy obviously is is very different than male energy and being in such a as a director being in a male centrified mm-hmm. uh industry um there's i think sometimes can be an element of wanting to sort of like uh you know prove yourself sure and i think that different women sort of inhabit that in different ways and some more successfully than others but the way that tina can uh sort of have control of her room is kind mm. it's warm and welcoming it is a it is a just this vibrant um experience of 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 fueling ideas and i th- She's one of my favorite directors I've ever worked. Sounds like a dream. I Truly. know. Yeah, yeah. It really was. Were you a SpongeBob fan? I was. I was a total SpongeBob fan. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I had watched it since, um, I guess junior high maybe. Yeah. I yeah. think we all did, right? We like, all did. So yeah. Good. And going back to speaking of Zanga, I had a SpongeBob themed Zanga. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's full circle. Free MySpace. <laughs> like my wallpaper was SpongeBob. Was like pineapples or something. Oh, I love yeah. that. 
It's yeah. cool too because it has truly like remained part of the zeitgeist through mm-hmm. the years because it's become like memes and everything. Oh yeah, yeah SpongeBob memes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean you go to so CVS cool. and see like a little plush SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Band-Aids They're everywhere. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's everywhere. And the musical I think had the potential to be something that was kind of silly or like something like you'd sure. see at Universal Studios, which sure. is fun, but like not what people would consider to be artistic in a way. Yeah, yeah. But SpongeBob was everything yeah. to so many people, and I mean. I'm so thankful that it came to New York and yeah. has lived this life now. I mean, it was just... And the social messaging, it was so... Of, I know, the thing uh, is, it was way deeper than people had ever expected it yeah. to be, you know. We touched on so many different things, like xenophobia yes. and global warming and all of these really mm-hmm. sort of deep, dark subjects that you would never expect a Nickelodeon cartoon right. musical to attack and we did like full force oh yeah. yeah yeah I'm sure people said that to you a lot they were like oh my god it was so much had so much more depth than mm-hmm. I thought yeah yeah what was your favorite Ugh. part to do each night of the oh. show? my favorite part was definitely the um when like the end when we all held hands and counted down and the, mm-hmm. and the bubbles would fall from the ceiling yeah. and it was just like so magical and you would hear little kids in the audience like ooh oh. this was, was probably really a lot special. of people's first Broadway show yeah yeah for sure that's cool yeah I love Hero is my middle name yeah Cindy Lauper <laughs> that's great yeah. yes like, like feel- how cool is it you guys yeah. got to sing a Cindy Lauper song <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah Oh my god, it's so fun! Everything was fun in that yeah, show. Like it was not awesome. a, not a single dud at all. No, and that's another thing too. Is like it's this eclectic group of songwriters. You mm-hmm. never know how it's gonna go. Right, that's Tom Kitts doing. He's mm-hmm. brilliant. He oh, yes. tied all of the different genres and artists in together to make this like you know musical that worked very well. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, wait. So we all, on this podcast, we also like to talk about love and life yes. in New York City. Yes. You mentioned your boyfriend earlier. Yeah. What's the tea? Who is this man? This man. Oh, he's so the best we, man. We see him on social media. And yes. He is, Follow me on Instagram. You'll definitely eyes. see him. He's That's a, a man, honey. Yeah, he's a man. Uh-huh. His name is Paul. He's from Ireland. Uh, oh, is he that is a Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, wait, okay, gave me a clattering. I noticed the clattering, and I was like, yeah. you know, we're, "We're some Irish boys." So we, yeah, <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. He's a ginger, also. Yes. Um, yeah, he's born and raised in Dublin. We met five years ago. Wow. Wow. It's crazy. The last five years. Definitely lo- my longest relationship. We were okay. in a long distance relationship. Sorry, I keep making terrible noises. Oh, no, it's okay. awful on this podcast. <laughs> no. um, uh, we were in a long distance relationship, Dublin to New York for like Whoa. eight months or something. It was crazy, really hard. Yeah, we met in New York, and we had this, you know, sort of whirlwind romance where we decided to be together. Yeah, who does that? It was yeah. crazy. And eight months later, he moved in with me and my mother. Oh, who does that? Oh. <laughs> it's a good it's man. Like such a challenge. <laughs> we got through it. We um, have our own apartment now. We have two dogs. <gasps> Okay, yeah, I knew. That, I knew, know you have a cocker spaniel, right? Yes, we have two. Okay. Oh two, my goodness, what are yeah. their names? Dublin and Cosmo. Oh, cute. Oh my yeah. god, I love that. And they buddies, little babies. Yeah, they play together. They oh. sleep together. Oh my god, it's so cute. That's I, so great. I love the idea of this like Irish lover from mm-hmm. across the ocean. It's very romantic. Yeah, it's very romantic. The idea of it. It was way harder in person, of course. I'm sure. You know, as love tends to be. We've had our wild ups and downs, but I think that yeah. that, and I was, I'm 10 years younger than him. So okay. I, 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 and I was newer sort of to a serious long-term relationships. And so like every fight we'd have, I'd be like, we're breaking up. This is awful. <laughs> yes, yes, and he'd yeah. be like, all right, chill down, chill out. Yeah. Like, calm down. Um, 
and you know here we are five years later and we like you know want to have kids oh my goodness great that's very happy that's really inspiring it is yeah we went online too oh really i was gonna say we met in new york yeah we met on okcupid nice so i'm in full support of online dating and we all should should destigmatize online dating normalizing wigs we also need normalizing wigs there's nothing wrong with tinder any sort of relationship like that my boyfriend and i met on facebook and we're going on four years wow this next month and long distance he's in ohio so it's although like watch catfish so that you can read the signs that's all i say yes wait how are people still getting catfish i don't know our friend allison always says that yeah i'm sorry but people are dumb yeah there's so many signs like just FaceTime somebody. Like, yeah. oh, my sure webcam is broken. Yeah, no. Like, that's okay, not, go to the public happen. library. And <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's ridiculous. You know what's interesting about dating apps is you had like OkCupid, these, or Match.com, these like online profiles. Sure. And then things started to change when all of a sudden... It's apps. It was apps, and then all of a sudden you had Tinder, and it was a picture, mm-hmm. and you said left or right, whatever. But now, like, I, I'm a hinge king oh yeah hinge is like it's like an okay cupid profile you have yeah. pictures captions icebreaker questions age See, like do you that. smoke do you not smoke do not and i think it's interesting that we went from like having lots of information on to no information, to no information whatsoever to now we want it again yeah yeah and i guess like in the in age of information or whatever sure. they say we're in mm. I'm, I'm not surprised yeah but i think it's a good thing it's a good thing yeah and you meet great people. Of I don't course. know. Like it's hard to meet people in real life. It's hard sometimes. to meet people in real life. It's hard to develop like relationships in real life. Um, Especially at least you actor. both know what you want when you're online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, true. You know, people can meet in real life. I'm not saying like totally. you should only online date, mm-hmm. but like it, it, there are success stories. My brother is engaged to his fiance. They met on Bumble. I love uh, it. Like it's great. I'm a huge, huge supporter of it. That's just the world that we live in, yeah. and it, need, it needs to stop being like. A oh, negative thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's why I love that you're like a you're proud of yeah. Cupid success. Story. Paul, my boyfriend, he he sort of doesn't like talking about it. And okay. Like, he'll like whenever anybody to our face asks mm. us how we met, I'll always be like, How do we meet Paul? <laughs> <laughs> and does he have like a gorgeous Irish brogue as yeah. well? Oh Thick my god. Irish accent. It. Sometimes I have to translate for him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love so that. So funny. have you been able to go over there at all and visit? Absolutely, I've been several times. Yeah. Oh, I love that so mm-hmm. much. Have you ever, have you made your West End debut? I haven't. I, I would that, love that'll to. Come. I feel like that'll come down the line. Yeah. Well, Tootsie's supposed to be in London, so oh. I'm trying to pitch myself for it. Yeah. Putting it out in the universe. I'm you do have a Tony nomination. I do. So you have that the weight to throw the around. The box office yeah, exactly. draw. Yeah. I don't know. We'll now, see but that. you're doing Mac and Mabel next. I am. Yeah, I'm super so, yeah, excited so what, about that. So, what's what is when is that? Like, what's the it's in February. It's my one. first encore show I've okay. ever done, and encore is supposed to be a really crazy experience because it's yeah. I don't know four weeks or something, and you basically put on Broadway caliber yes. show. Oh yeah, fully choreographed. Many things from encore transfer book, and stuff. You know? but. Yeah, and I mean, I'm just like I'm just excited for like this process because it's such a fast paced experience, and I I love being a sort of thrown into something um i get to have a big tap number which i'm really excited about there we go um like i said i started out as a dancer but like nobody really knows that so i think it'll be cool to be like look what i could do oh i can't (laughs) wait i can't we have to get our tickets to that yeah Yeah. i'm not familiar with mac and mabel jerry herman the music is fabulous so old school so you know sort of traditional capital m musical yeah and it's great who else is in the cast? Doug Sills is playing okay. Mac. Alexandra Socha is playing Mabel. Oh, yeah. Alexandra and I shared the stage back in Spring Awakening. Yes, absolutely. Me 12 years ago. We saw yes. her uh, as Bentla. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, she replaced Leah Michelle. That's right. Um, she closed out the show, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I know quite a few ensemble members I'm so excited to work with again. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's going to be really fun. I can't wait to check it out. Yeah. 
Um, so we are sort of reaching the end now. Aww. I know. This I is love so chatting. Fun. Thank you for You're doing so this. Sweet. You were on our list from the start. I know. I'm so sorry. It's taken no, forever oh for us goodness. to arrange it. Well, you know, you were in a Broadway show. Yeah. And so that's, that's a crazy. Schedule was crazy. You've been also doing a lot of other things yeah. that we can probably talk about off mic. <laughs> too, but. Wait, I do have a question about Tootsie before yeah. we move into our dose of drama. Totally. Um, what's the one thing you, that sticks out to you the most about that experience? Like now, I know it just closed, yeah. but looking back, you were involved with it for several years. Yeah, yeah, up to almost two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you look back, what's the one thing you think about? Um, I think about the cast. I think I always think about the cast. I miss them so much already. It's Aww. only been like two weeks. It was a, <clears throat> I think the coolest thing about it was that it was this group of just utter comedians and Spring, uh, Spongebob was different because we were like just sort of wacky people who had different skills right sure. yeah. but this was a group of solid comedians and it was so cool to be a part of that because it humbled you it was like oh I'm not as funny as I think I am and I want to be funny and I'm going to learn from these people yeah. and like when you and then like when you get to make those people laugh you're like oh this is the best feeling yeah. ever uh yeah so it's very humbling and and um you know made sort of wonderful lifelong friends and i'm gonna miss them a lot oh that's yeah. so special yeah it is oh, oh i'm okay. so glad we anyway. got to see it and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah me too i'm so glad mm-hmm. all right so we like to end on a dramatic note that's right yes. we like to share the drama in our hearts and our lives this could be anything you're thinking about maybe demi lovato's guest starring turn on will and grace oh maybe God. it could oh. be you know like i've said before i'm still waiting on the new rihanna album mm-hmm. there are just all these the little dramatics of life maybe like a date or an audition or something that's on your mind you know we always say like maybe a show you're binging but yeah do you have a dose of drama anybody can kick it off dylan do you want to start with a dose of drama i do it just came to me right now is that Ooh. i you know you mentioned rihanna but we're talking about irish men and everything mm-hmm. i'm a niall horan stan from one direction you know niall oh my god no, I don't. he's the irish member of one direction okay and i, I wonder stan. if paul knows him i don't know him. maybe like <laughs> a proud a proud irish they're, you know, they're a proud people um and his album is expected this year and I am like really excited about it his first album was my kind of thing it was like acoustic pop with like simple but powerful lyrics and I can't wait to see what comes out next and yeah I love being Irish and talking about this here is like I want to go back to Dublin we went over spring break our sophomore year of college and I want to do it again and experience it and it's a fun to see our family there and everything yeah so beautiful that's mine I Okay, so on a recent episode of this very podcast, Mm -hmm. I made a statement Mm -hmm. about the Call Me By Your Name sequel, which they wrote a a sequel to the book Call Me By Your Name, which also in the film... Is that the Timothy Chalamet? Yeah, Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet. who went to LaGuardia. Who went to LaGuardia, grew up in the same building, I danced with his younger sister. Older sister, sorry. Oh my God, I'm shaking. He's like one of my biggest celebrity crushes for some reason. I know. I don't think I've ever actually met him, but I know his sister. He's just like a cool dude. Just like... I know. Oh, he's getting his bagels and things. Yeah, he's he's always like photographed getting bagels in New York, which is like, (laughs) yeah, aren't we all? It's such a New York. They're just like us. They're just like us. They (laughs) eat bagels. Uh But the the book, the sequel to Call Me By Your Name is called Find Me. And I kind of went on a little bit of a rant recently about how I'm quite disappointed in it. And I I hadn't finished the book. Okay. So I need to sort of retract my statement. Let the record state. Let the record show. Okay, listen, it was still not exactly what I wanted it to be. Yeah. But the writing is beautiful. Mm. I did love the ending. And, you know, I think it just goes to show you can't judge a book by its cover until yeah. you've read it cover to cover. True, true, true. Yeah, right. that's I true. loved yeah. it. I loved that's it. That's a good state. That's a good statement to live by. 
I haven't seen Call Me By Your Name, but I still have the screener from last year, so I think I'm going to watch oh it. I might goodness. watch it today. Yes. You, you should definitely watch it's it. Good. I have yeah. literally nothing else to do it's today. It's good. It's like <laughs> summer in Italy vibes. <laughs> yeah, like why not? Sounds yeah. amazing. Although it's just going to make me want to like you go to Italy. snuggle up with the dogs. Yeah, and... my little boo-boos. Okay, I have, okay a, yes. I have a drama. Ooh. Ooh. I have a drama that I genuinely like, want your guys' opinion on. Okay. So, okay. It's award season. Yes, the Grammys yeah. are coming up. We SAG Awards we were just last night, I believe. Yes, you know, Oscar noms came out. I'm very interested in how all of a sudden, like this Broadway has changed, right? All of a sudden, when al- when like cast albums get nominated for Grammys, mm-hmm. like everybody sort of is a Grammy nominee. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> I have an issue with this because uh-huh. y'all, if this is true, I am a Grammy winner. Yes. Because Spring Awakening won a Grammy, but like a lot of rules have changed, and now apparently the people who are a part of the album can win the physical Grammy, uh-huh. and that wasn't the case, however many years ago. Okay. I couldn't even get a certificate. Oh my god. But it's so interesting how like people are going to parties and stuff, <laughs> and like hashtag and Grammy yes. nominee, and I'm like, I saw Aaron debate at the Grammy. I'm just like, it's so interesting <laughs> because are you? If you can consider yourself a Grammy nominee, am I allowed to call myself a Grammy winner? I think you should. I think be. you should because you you're a principal soloist on. All right. <laughs> well then, it's like Cynthia Erivo is just an Oscar away from the EGOT, right? And the Grammy is from the Color Purple. Yes, yeah. cast, cast album. album. Yes, and the Grammys from the Color Purple cast album, and the Emmy is from the Color Purple performance. Yes, which, which they just revoked yes. that yes. award. And Ben Platt has the same. <gasps> scenario. This is it's controversial. Ben Platt has the same scenario, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I think it's controversial. Isn't this controversial? It is because it how is. much does it? Not to say it doesn't count. Of course, it yeah. counts. Are you kidding? Cynthia Revo is everything. I totally. saw Color Purple three times. She's yes. incredible. <laughs> it's just like when you say EGOT, it's like yeah, Whoopi has EGOT because she literally got these awards from mm-hmm. different things. Literally that were her and so I'm just saying that the sort of tradition has changed and like the climate this sort of you know world around these awards has changed and so it might be somewhat unfair Uh to equate the two that's just what I'm saying I I think think it is we're on the same page all right I'm with you I'm glad you agree with me that's drama but it's true it's drama it is drama and I'm not trying to say anybody doesn't (laughs) deserve anything never never I'm just saying I want to call myself a Grammy right. winner. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Because you, you are. Yeah, I didn't mean I don't have a physical Grammy, but I guess I won one. I think that's <laughs> like, if you're like, I think you have to buy it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you have to buy it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Same thing with Tony's. Like uh-huh. if, if you, yeah, like, wait, they don't just give it to you? Mm-mm. No. The award itself is like $2,000. Yeah. And they like, like ship it a couple weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's really crazy. Mm-hmm. Because they have, so you take home, you physically take one home after the Tonys, mm. but then you have to send it back to get engraved. Oh, yeah. So it's just a blank Tony that you grab when yeah. you're on stage. Wow, Audra's mm-hmm. got a lot of those. God, she has so many. Oh my six? god, six. I think six. Legendary. And counting, she's a queen. Y'all, I was sitting like two rows away from Audra this last year. <sighs> The funny thing is, is like I love Audra so much. I actually know her personally. Like we, oh, I was gonna I, ask. I was on yeah. an episode of The Good Fight with her, <gasps> and you know she's known my dad for years and all this. Sure, but yeah. No matter what, I'll still look at Audra as Audra. Yeah. Wait, That's I love wild. The Good Fight. Which one were you on? I was on a few episodes in the first. No, wait, in the one with it, okay, you were a receptionist. I was a receptionist. I remember yeah. this. That was a crazy. Yeah, episode. where that guy got shot. He got shot. It was a crazy episode. <gasps> yeah, it was nuts. That was wild. It was very dramatic. Yeah, I love that show. Yeah, that's the Audra's incre- came. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's very dramatic. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think it's the acting on that show is great, but also they really switch up format. Every single episode is different. Mm-hmm. Like it's 
It's fabulous. Yeah. Christine Baranski. Yeah. Wait, we also we saw Christine Baranski at Slave Play. Yeah. Oh, Recently? Slave Play, I know, you guys. Yes. 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 And we also saw I'm Audra so at Slave close. Play. Was it a limited run? It just, yeah, but it extended a week. Okay, I'm so yeah. sad that it I know. closed. I oh, wish it could have stayed so open. Good. I wanted to see it again. Yeah. Yes. Because we had to go back a second time. Transcendent. Mm-hmm. It was truly the most unique theater experience I've yeah. ever had. Yeah, yeah And truly. that cast... Ugh. It was just remarkable. Ugh. Yeah, so Jeremy O'Hara is brilliant. I can't wait to see what he does next. Yes. Yeah. I know he's great. So cool. Slave play. What was I thinking about slave play? It. Um. It. I think it. it it's rewarding to see it a second time without spoiling the. Right. 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 You know everything yeah. about it, but you really. Not only do you you're able to ignore the format, yeah, or not ignore it, but it's it's less. You're sort of like able to see past mm-hmm. the smoke Every, and mirrors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so good. Yeah. Oh my god, incredible, Lily. Lily, you we guys. love you. Are amazing. We're obs- further obsessed with you. Thank Thanks. you for doing this. We will follow you forever. Your career Aww. has just inspired us for a long time, and you inspire so many people. Thank you, and everyone who also loves you and listens should be following you already on Twitter and Instagram but if you're at Lily Cooper on Twitter yes and at Lil Coops with a Z with a Z with a Z Liza with a Z Liza with a Z Lil Coops with a Z and we are at the drama podcast I'm at Connor McDowell and I'm at Dylan McDowell and I will see you next time Connor (gasps) drama drama